Welcome, I'm Mr. M, these are my musings. This is your DFE update for February 2022. There are only three updates this month. Uh, they're quite meaty though, so we're just going to jump into them. This week, staff and students have access to some exam content, things like texts and themes and the skills that are going to be assessed for GCSE, A-levels, that sort of terminal exam. So an indication that the DFE are not anticipating any kind of COVID-related cancellations. However, they are mindful of the gaps that the pandemic has created, and that's why we have these early released materials. The the Joint Council for Qualifications have on their website links to the AQA, OCR, Pearson, EDUCAS, um, some other general information. Uh, the links are in the show notes, it's, it's really quite useful. I've gone through and I've had a look at all of them. Uh, the AQA link, uh, I checked out the English literature, and you just, you select the exam, and then you select the subject, and you get through. It's quite user-friendly. I was very impressed. You select your qualification, like I said. Now, the number of questions have been reduced for the English literature exam, but the time has also been reduced, and the amount of marks you can get have been reduced, so it's kind of just exam light, I guess. The most helpful part I find of the AQA website is the little sidebar menu where you can jump to relevant areas very, very quickly. That was really nice. It was a good touch. Um, I also look at the maths page. Now, because not every examining body does English literature, I've used maths as a universal kind of like, hmm, let's see how they're mathsing. So the maths on the AQA page, for 2022 only, the students are going to be given a sheet of various mathematical formulae. Put my teeth in. (laughs) For those of you with keen ears, you will have noticed that I'm slightly congested and have a bad cold. I fumbled over many words this week. My apologies. Um, Which means they don't have to memorise them, which is fantastic. Not only that, but you can download these formula sheets for foundation and higher tiers so the students can start to become familiar with them before the summer exams. Now, they can't take those into the exam with them, but they will be given the same sheet in the exam. So if they've been using it, it's not one of those jarring things. Uh, we, we call it, what do we call it? Oh, what's it called? Come on, brain. Editing Carl again. It's called Construct Irrelevant Variance, and it's when something that's not part of the exam can it negatively affect the outcome of the exam. I would be tempted to provide this link in a Google Classroom or on a Teams post and let the children and parents have a look themselves if you are using AQA exams. If you're using OCR, their website is a little more severe. You still have the ability to search by qualification and subject, but you just get links to downloadable PDF files containing lists of all the topics covered. There's no formula sheets to take in with you. It's just a little less friendly, but it does the job. Um, They also have a list of successful tips for revision, which I'm not sure about it. Pearson's page has even less easy access information. Um, Basically, you just have to download an entire zip file. And from there, you can choose your subject. Uh, So it's kind of searchable, but it's a little bit of extra hassle, which is frustrating. However, they, they do have a formula sheet that you can't, You can download it, but you have to download the whole maths thing, and it's right at the end. And again, the children can't take that in with them, but at least it is there. It's not as good as the AQA uh, website, but it is friendlier than the OCR one. 
Educas are, are a lot more no-nonsense with their page. You go straight to a list. There's no drop-down. You'd have to scroll um, and then select by subject and then qualification. And again, there's no formula sheets for the maths. Um, now, as a primary school teacher, I find this very strange. Primary school, you get to May. Every year six child does the SATs in England. It's the same exam. Done. Lovely. Secondary school, what what are you playing at? There's You've got so many different exam boards. It seems ridiculous. And different exam boards are providing different advanced materials. How, how does that in any way relate to equity of outcome? That is a rant for another day. Anyway, so that's, that's those updates. And like I said, everything is linked below in the show notes. The next update, it is Children's Mental Health Week in schools. And the theme this year is Growing Together. I was curious, so I had a look last year. The theme was Mental Health in an Unequal World. So... There we go. There's, there's no kind of common thread, but why why would there be? Anyway, there was lots of resources from place to be, um, and I went and had a look at all of them. Now, the first thing they recommend is the virtual assemblies. These are YouTube videos introducing the theme of growing together. They were made in collaboration with BAFTA, so there are some celebrity cameos, which was a bit weird. Now, for both assemblies, the very special guest is Olivia Colman, star of The Crown, Peep Show, various films. She's an Academy Award winner. She's fantastic. But all she does is turn up and awkwardly read a script, kind of just off screen. It's it's very lifeless. And now I love Olivia Colman, but I, I especially for primary age children, well, are they going to know who she is? And she doesn't add anything. So I, she just makes quite a long video unnecessarily longer there the videos are 18 minutes long which is a long time for primary children to sit and watch something now maybe you would show it in a classroom and not in a school hall so the children at least have their chairs to sit on but it is very long personally i wouldn't bother showing the whole thing especially because they have links to another assembly with a script and some uh, pictures to display which is a lot more interactive so i would go with that one instead maybe put the link to the assembly on your school website. I don't know. What I was really, really, sorry, that was my clap. What I was really interested in was a two minute example of how to make a support balloon, which they mentioned in the assembly video. And it's really cute. It's a nice little geometric coloring activity. I can picture you doing it in an afternoon with some gentle music on and just having the children color and think about everyone who helps them. I really think that's a nice thing. Uh, And then when you're finished, you have an automatic display. So that's even better. But there you go. So that's on the place to be website. Um, again, I've got a direct link to it downstairs, downstairs, down beneath in the show notes. I'm not very well this week. So that's why I'm fumbling my words. And I'm probably racing through this because I do that. I'm going to take a breath and I'm going to slow it down. Here we go. So yes, you have links to other resources. It takes you to a Dropbox folder with stuff, including a fundraising pack for place to be, um, it's nice, you know, it's not bad, but it, it, it does feel more like a telethon than a genuine uh, desire to help children with their mental health. But anyway, continuing that theme, for secondary schools only, the Education for Wellbeing programme are looking for schools to take part in some mental health research. They're looking for year nine classes and year seven and eight classes uh, to do various things A five-week mental health promotional program, which is delivered by a certified instructor, is part of it. There are other things like literacy lessons, which a class teacher led, um, and some five-minute daily activities, data for which will be gathered and gone through and, you know, researched. Um, You might be a school that is 
part of the control group, in which case you just have some questionnaires to fill in, which is a bit of a shame. But for these schools, they are offering up to five members of staff some training on mental health and well-being. So that's that's not bad. You can register your interest. There's a link below. Um, and these same people, the Anna Freud Centre, who are doing the, the wellness research, have published five podcasts exploring racism and the effect of racism on mental health in schools. They're 20 minutes each. So 520s, that's 100. That's just over an hour and a half. That's a lot. There's a lot of time. Even if you listen to podcasts on 1.5 speed, that's that's still quite a chunk of time. Um, so what they've included is transcripts, which I personally found better because you can skim through a, a transcript and you can kind of get the gist of it. And then when you think, oh, actually, this is interesting, you can maybe go back and listen to that part of the podcast. Also, I thought those transcripts, particularly in a secondary school, might be useful for a PSHE session, maybe even an English session, session annotate, I told you my teeth were bad, annotating um, and using it as a basis for discussion, which I think is, is the whole push of this Mental Health Awareness Week. It's about discussing things and making sure people feel happy. Um, and that's it. That's your lot. Only, like I said, three updates this month. Um, but quite chunky, quite meaty, I think. There's lots of good links. They are all below in the show notes. And you can also check out my website, uh, my blog post to find out more. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments on the topics I've covered today, feel free to contact me. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Underscore M underscore Musings, or you can email me at info at igniteeducation.co.uk. If you like what you've heard, tell your friends and check out my blog over at mrmsmusings.com. Thanks again, and until next time, remember, you can do this. You're awesome.